Welcome back to another episode and another season of Hard on the Hill. This is season two, and I am so excited to be back with you for another semester that is sure to be full of lots of political news. If you're a new listener, welcome. My name is Micah Hart, and as you know by now, this is Hard on the Hill. On this show, I discuss all things politics, from the halls of Congress to the caucus in Iowa. I am thrilled to be back for season two. And now, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Deadly wildfires tore across Maui on August 8th, and recovery efforts have been underway since. According to the New York Times, the death toll is at 115 and has been so for a few days. Some of those who passed away, however, may never be found or identified. On Wednesday this week, President Joe Biden promised $95 million to Maui to deal with the effects of the wildfires. When giving the remarks, the president said this about the funding. Funding will be used for stronger and better poles holding up the, the wires that transmit the electricity. It'll mean stronger material. It'll mean burying these lines that transmit the electricity underground. It's more expensive to do that, but where possible, we should put them underground. They're safest. It means clearing trees and brush around these wires. It's like, like the kindling is, uh, that exists out there. Uh, it, that's what it ends up being when one of those wires come down. And this funding is going to pay for installing technology Technology like smart meters that can tell, tell you where the problem actually is when the line goes down. That's part of the problem. A lot of these, and other, not Hawaii's, Maui's not that big, but in parts of California, Oregon, and all these places where these fires were, where did the wire go down? Well, we're going to be installing meters that let the person sitting back in the headquarters know, whoa, it went down at such and such a coordinates, such and such a pole. To enable emergency responders to more quickly identify which lines are damaged or down so repairs can happen as quickly as possible and get the power back on and prevent damage from occurring. Anything else at, and anything else at our disposal. The president has come under attack for comparing the Maui wildfires to his house being struck by lightning. Take a listen. I didn't anything like that, but I lightly struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. According to The Hill, House Republicans are calling into question Hawaii utility after the wildfires erupted. Committee leaders are asking Hawaii Electric for its risk management procedures. Now, this is just such a devastating story to hear about, to hear all the tragedies that struck Maui, it's my heart breaks and is with the people of Maui and Hawaii who are just dealing with this situation. I am happy that President Joe Biden is giving them the funds to really support themselves and get back up on their feet and pave a way forward. That's so important after devastation, getting the right resources to move forward, to start that process. It takes time, but being able to start that process is very helpful but what I will say is this, President Joe Biden is out of touch and out of line when he's trying to compare these things to his house being struck by lightning. He should be there supporting them, just talking about them, focusing on them, not just bringing up these things that show more and more so that he's out of touch. He's been in politics for decades. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand these things. He's out of touch. He's in D.C. He's in Washington, D.C., and he's been there for years upon years upon years. 
And guess what? All these times, all these weekends, he just goes and relaxes on the beaches in Delaware and all that. He needs to be a more active president. I'm calling that right now. He needs to be a more active president. And I appreciate what he did in this situation by giving the money. But there needs to be more from this president. He has failed on so many different things from the withdrawal in Afghanistan to our economy. He's been failing. He's been failing, and I'm proud to say that House Republicans are calling into question the Hawaii utility. There should be looking into what's going on, figuring things out. We need that type of accountability, and we've been seeing that from House Republicans since they got the majority. We're seeing more accountability on the Biden administration and on just in general officials and things going on in this country, and that is necessary in government. We need to hold the government and people throughout in different official places responsible for what they're doing. These are lives at stake. These are people's careers at stake. This is more than just about money. This is more than just about policy. This is about people. People need to be put over policy. That's what we need. We need to come together and support Maui. Come together and help them figure out, give them answers. Tell them what's going on. Be open and honest with them. And that's something I think our government has lacked for so long is being open and honest with the people. I don't care what party you're from, Republican or Democrat, or if you're an independent, wherever you fall, there needs to be a government accountability. And that's something we need to work towards more and more and more. And I hope that we can start getting there, start having these discussions and putting the American people first. We are all more than Republicans, Democrats, or independents. That is just a label. At the end of the day, we're all humans, and that should come before party labels and partisan policy. And that seems to be fading, but I hope that we can continue to push more and more towards being able to say this is a human issue. This is a human issue. We need to deal with it. The Republican national debate took place on August 23rd. Eight candidates took the stage presenting their visions for America. Notably absent from the debate was former President Donald Trump. Trump instead opted to do a one-on-one interview with former Fox host Tucker Carlson. Now, according to a recent AP NORC poll, 26% of respondents associated the words old, outdated, aging, elderly with Joe Biden and corrupt, criminal, crooked as leading words for Donald Trump. The debate was filled with banter as the party leaders presented different paths for the GOP to move forward. In my opinion, the most critical points of the night were the answers on abortion and foreign policy. The candidates displayed a plethora of views on how to move forward as a nation. Nikki Haley, when talking about abortion, said that we need to find consensus. We need to be honest with the American people, specifically in regards to how many votes it would take to get a federal abortion ban. It takes 60 votes in the Senate. Well, others like Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence really expressed their adamant support of protecting life. Mike Pence even attacking Haley's views, saying this. And uh, to be honest with you, Nikki, you're my friend, but uh, consensus is the opposite of leadership. The issue of foreign policy also contributed heavily to the debate, especially with the war in Ukraine still raging on. Political newcomer Vivek Ramaswamy rose his hand when asked if any of the candidates would not increase funding to Ukraine. Several other candidates opposed this approach, such as Mike Pence and Nikki Haley. Now, 
Haley is a former United Nations ambassador. She went after Vivek for lacking experience and offered an alternative to approach approach of some candidates, saying this. You are choosing a murder over, over a pro-American country. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. DeSant, you know, Governor Nikki, DeSantis, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of the matter, and Raytheon, and you know, you Boeing came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. This you've been pushing this lie want, all week, Nikki. You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? This, you want to okay, let me address that. China? I'm glad you, you brought that up. Go and give you I'm going to address Russia? each of those right now. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. So you the reality make America is, less safe. you have no foreign me, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the policy now, this is a really interesting thing to be able to talk about on this show. I have been so excited to talk about the 2024 election. I think it's going to be a really exciting time for our country just to look at options. And I think that's what I found most inspiring on August 23rd as I watched the debate is that our country has options. We have several candidates up there who are so qualified and would be great leaders. And we get to see, we get to pick. We're not stuck. As I said with that poll, look at that polling. Americans associate the words old with Biden and corrupt with Trump. There are other options for Americans to vote for. And I think that's something that we really should focus on. And I want to make this known. People need to be involved in this primary. I don't care who you vote for, what party you're part of, vote in your primaries. Primaries are so important into putting good candidates forward, good candidates who can win forward. That's something that I think a lot of people are now starting to consider is, you know, we need somebody who can win. We need somebody, especially on the right, they're saying we need somebody who can win, who can beat Joe Biden. That is huge. Beating Joe Biden should be our number one goal. Just getting him out of office, making sure he's a one-term president and sent packing for Delaware. That's what we need to be focusing on. That's what the Republicans need to be focusing on. And I think I want to talk about the debate too, some of the content that we saw through the debate. I mean, I think Nikki Haley's answer was a really interesting approach because I think that for so often we see politicians just saying what people want to hear. But sometimes, especially on the question of abortion, we need to say, look, let's be honest with the people. Here's what it takes to get a national abortion ban. We can't do that, so let's find consensus. And I really appreciated that. And I also do appreciate... Penta's answers and DeSantis's answers on abortion. Why? Because I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life, so I appreciate them. But I also can see where Haley's coming from because look at it. She's being honest with the people and that should matter and that should be important to us as voters. But also looking at it too in a Republican primary, being extremely pro-life is important too. And Nikki Haley is pro-life. I want to put that out there too. But it's nice to see we have options. They're not all just saying one thing. They're all giving a opinion, something we can consider and think about as voters. We have these options. And then the war in Ukraine is another issue that was huge throughout the night and had big moments 
from a lot of different people. And I think it's interesting to see the different parts of the party. Vivek Ramaswamy, and then the Nikki Haley's, Mike Pence's, Chris Christie's, where they all fell differently. And Vivek is a newcomer to politics. He, he just started, and now he's running for president. And he was opposed to giving aid to Ukraine. And whatever you think of that, it's an interesting approach to see the party so split on an issue like this, seeing your more new type of Republican, new right, and then your more establishment candidates and where they differ on these things. I think it shows, and I think Haley had a pointed attack at Vivek. Now, I don't know how much foreign policy is going to play in this election. I think it could go many ways. But I will say this. I think it's important for us to understand what we're getting ourselves into. I think we need to know how we move forward. We need to have somebody who has a clear path forward for our relations with other countries because that is important. We can't just be America. We need to be America on a stage. And that I don't that doesn't mean you support or you oppose funding, whatever that may mean, but you need to know we need a strong America. We need an America that is strong again. Under Joe Biden's watch, we haven't been strong. We've just been weak. Joe Biden hasn't made us out there looking amazing. Look what happened in Afghanistan. He completely made us look like a joke to the world. And I am I'm excited for us to see our options as time goes on and just consider who we want. And I want to really just say this lastly. Donald Trump should have been at that debate, and I will say that again and again. The American people deserve to hear from their candidates. I don't care if you've been president before, vice president, you haven't been in politics. Whoever you are, the American people deserve to hear answers. The American people are what matter most. I don't care if you don't like people on that stage or if you think they wronged you. You are not serving just them. They are constituents if you become president, but you are serving the general American people and they deserve to hear your answers. I don't care how far ahead you are in the polls. Polls can change overnight. We need somebody who can get on that stage, present a vision forward and say, let's move forward. Let's beat Joe Biden and let's get things done and put money back in Americans' pockets, help support the American people, make sure that people can live the American dream. That's what we need. And that's all I'm going to say on this, but I'm excited to see as we go forward with more debates and comment on those debates and see where we move and get ready for our big primary season coming up. Senator Mitch McConnell froze during a press conference this week in Kentucky. This isn't the first occasion this has happened to McConnell. According to the New York Times, the senator's term ends in January of 2027. Now, this is a very big thing to cover. I think we've seen issues with different senators, different members. Even our president has had some times where it's like, oh, what's going on? Age is a concern. As I mentioned in my other story, people think Joe Biden's too old. Like, that's a word they associate with him. Like, look at what happened to McConnell. Now, look, I do believe... McConnell did, has done great things for Republicans. He's done a lot. He's helped and he's served out. He's done a great time in Congress. However, there's a time when you need to understand it's time to move on and allow a new generation to lead. It's time for somebody else to step in and start the work and move forward. Our members need to realize that. And maybe if they can't, we need term limits. If they can't do that themselves, maybe we need to force them out. Because 
Americans deserve people who can fight, who can be there, who are people who understand us, the American people, who are younger. I mean, health should be a concern. We should make sure our members are healthy, are good to go. And when they're just getting older and older, you question that. Whether it be a president, a member of Congress, Supreme Court justices, whatever it be, there should be the willingness of people to question, like, is this person going to be a good fit for this office or that office or this job or that job, whatever it may be? We need to ensure that we are understanding that because that's a huge situation when, when we have people just freezing up or having different things, health scares. I mean, those things happen, but they happen a lot more, it seems, now with different members, and that should alarm everyone on whatever side of the aisle you're on. And I think we need to be appreciative of these people and say thank you for your time and dedication to our country and commitment to furthering the American dream. But it's time for you to be done. It's time for us to vote somebody out done. And his term doesn't end until January of 2027. That's a long time from now. And we've already seen occasions of this happening now throughout the last several weeks and months, like with different numbers, him, he's had it more than once now. It's concerning. And I just think we need a new generation to start leading to be our voice in, in Washington and across the country, a voice that connects to us, a voice that's younger, that hasn't been in DC for all these years and is less at risk for these health scare type of things. I think that's what we need and I I hope we can figure everything out and move forward and start finding these new leaders for our country but also my wishes um, and support go to McConnell on recovering from what this is or just freezing and dealing with all of that he has served our country well um, so I just want to put that out there too. It's not that I just want to say I'm attacking Mitch McConnell. No, I do. I do care, and I hope he's doing well, and that he does con- continue to do well. Recently, Biden Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo commented on President Biden's relationship with the Chinese president saying this. President Biden has done a magnificent job through his career in developing a great relationship or a productive relationship with President Xi. Now, this is really concerning to me. She's saying he had a great relationship and then said productive relationship with the president of China. This should concern a lot of people. This should concern all of us. Is that do we want that? Is that what we're looking for? Because, look, China has taken advantage of the United States. The United States is looking weak to China. We need to be strong in the eyes of China. And saying things like this don't help our case and make people like me really concerned about, well, Biden, is is he just, work like, is he doing right for America right now? And I don't think he is doing right on America's behalf. We look what's going on in our country. Fentanyl's killing a lot of young Americans, we, we've seen that in the news day and day. We see our economy struggling. It just seems like America is struggling right now and that Joe Biden doesn't understand. He's out of touch. I went to get gas the other day and it was $4. And that's hard to sustain. And I think about, I'm just a, I'm a college kid just providing for myself. What about a family? 
trying to provide for themselves and trying to get food, get medicine, get gas, do all of that. It's a lot, I'm sure. Americans deserve a leader who is strong, a leader who puts them first, a leader who understands what it means to have relations with certain leaders across the stage and doesn't just have a a great relationship. I mean, what are we doing? We should not be coddling up to China. Enough is enough, Biden. And everyone in this administration, Gina Raimondo, she's my former governor. I'm from Rhode Island. But really, Gina? Really? I, I think you messed up there. I think you messed up there in a big way. Look, we need to be holding China accountable for the actions they take, for the actions they've taken. We need to make sure America is put first, America is strong, and America makes sure that we are taking care of our people. That's what matters. And I just don't think comments like this should be said at all. I don't think they should, especially about China and the Chinese president. Well, that's it for today's episode of Heart on the Hill. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really mean that. I appreciate you listening, taking time out of your day, and just learning more about politics from me as I try to go through the world of what's going on in our country and how are we dealing with it. I can't wait to be back here with you next week. Until then, I hope you continue to watch the news, listen, be an active voter, do all of that, and just be engaged in what's going on in our country. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, and this is Heart on the Hill.